This is Montego Bradley from Fans of Patrol, and you're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 465 of the So Wizard podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and with me, my co-hosts, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. I like to plunder a dungeon or two. <laughs> and the experts, Mr. Mark Mark Ellis Rick. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got our review of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. But before we get into all that, how the hell is everyone doing? Marcellus Reagans, how are you this week? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm still getting over my cold from last week. Uh, but I am feeling better, and I am. I'm, I realized at work a little while ago that uh, you know, my vacation time rolls over at the end of the year, or not the end of the year, but right around Halloween. And I haven't used any vacation time. I haven't gone anywhere. Um, usually I save it up for Dragon Con. But uh, yeah, because October is going to be here before I know it, I decided to take a couple of days off. So I will be blowing up my letterbox this week. <laughs> well, hopefully that's the plan anyway. Start logging in a, a lot more movies uh, during my uh, few days off. Do you have any movies specifically you're targeting, or are you just going to let it ride? I still, because I was sick last week, I did not get a chance to check out The Blackening. So that's number one on the list. Uh, there's a couple of other movies that came out uh, or that are coming out this week that I definitely want to check out. I still, I'm a big Kevin Smith fan, and I still haven't watched Clerks 3. So that's definitely on the list, too. So yeah, there, there's a few. All right. Well, we look forward to many reviews for you. And on your letterbox. Yes. Uh, Aubrey Litchfield, how the hell are you this week? I'm tired. I've worked overtime. I don't even know how many weeks in a row, and it's never going to end. I'll be doing overtime for the next couple months. Um, so I'm just tired. But I mean, otherwise, just live in every day. Awesome. It's great to hear. Uh, as for me, I haven't really been doing much, just uh, working quite a bit and sleeping. So that's a really unexciting <laughs> lifestyle that i have going on right now but yeah you know we're we're gearing up for uh rhode island anime con coming up at the end of july so me and adam will be hitting up there and uh that's really the only big thing looming Uh, i'm going away for a weekend with my wife coming up in a couple weeks and we're gonna go to a concert and have a lot of fun uh but other than that you know just right now just relaxing napping hanging out and working so no biggies but you know enough about us how about we talk just a little bit more about us, Marcellus Reagans? Please tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcast. All right, so everybody can head on over to SoWizardPodcast.com, where you will find a brand new episode every week. You'll also find an occasional movie review from yours truly. You'll also find some reviews and some recommendations and interviews from the one and only Adam Wallyhawk. You'll also find our merchandise there t-shirts sweatshirts 
stickers, coffee mugs, all located in our T Public store. You'll also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. So definitely get at us. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review while you're there, if you can. Uh, you can find our podcast wherever podcasts can be found. And that's including the Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Good Pods. We have a YouTube page with new content premiering there regularly. So definitely check that out. We have a Patreon page where you can support the show. And for as little as a dollar a month, you will receive exclusive content year round. Shout out to all of our buddies in the Geek World All-Stars podcast and network. Back to you, Joey. A podcast takes a lot of work, okay? You have to organize the guests, you have to do a Google Calendar, and then you build a following. It takes a long time, and I've been working on it for a while, okay? All right. Well, just a quick PSA for our listeners out there. If you are one of the 0.05% of our listeners who still use the Stitcher app, that app is going to be closing very soon so please migrate yourself to another app uh, i like good pods and i still use the apple app uh, mark do you use any fancy apps for your podcasts i am strictly good pods and occasionally spotify but mainly good pods awesome aubrey i don't think you listen to any podcast do you <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i'm sorry everybody out there we appreciate your support. So, yeah, if you are a Stitcher listener, uh, now is the time to start moving to a different app. So that being said, we're going to get into our review of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. As always, we're going to start with some non-spoiler discussion, talk a little bit about our background with the franchise, a little bit about our trip to the movies, uh, how we felt about the film non-spoiler. Then Mark Hillis will drop the drop delineating spoilers. So if you haven't seen it yet, you'll at least know what we thought and you can bounce. The rest of you stick around for some more in-depth discussion. But to get started, Mark Hillis, are you a fan of this franchise in what is your favorite movie in the franchise? It's a good question. Yes, I am a fan of the franchise, of the full franchise. Uh, my favorite one has to be Raiders, the, fr- the very first one, because it kind of set the bar uh, and everything else has been, you know, some reach it, some get closer than others. But Raiders, I think, is probably the the epitome version of what you want out of this movie. Uh, the type of movie that you want, I think Raiders checks all of the boxes. All right, Aubrey Litchfield, are you a fan of the franchise? Fuck no. <laughs> Do you have a favorite movie? No. Okay. I am a huge fan of the franchise. We actually have the poster for Raiders hanging in our living room. So my wife's a huge fan of the franchise. We both love it. And I've seen two of the four movies so far in the theater. So oh, okay. <laughs> a, uh Raiders was the first movie we had on Betamax tape as a kid. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's great movies, great movies. But my favorite is Last Crusade. Wow, that's a that's a hot take. It is. Most people are, are strictly Raiders, but I, I am a Last Crusade guy. I love that one. I saw it in the movie theater. I think it was the last movie I saw in the movie theater with my parents and my sister all together as a family before my dad uh, and my mom got divorced, which is a really great uplifting memory for the podcast. <laughs> but 
Uh, yeah, that's the last one I can remember all of us going to as a family was uh, Last Crusade. So I love that movie. It's fucking great. So we're all fans of the franchise-ish, except for Aubrey. So it's going to be an interesting review. Now, we all went to the movies to see this. Marcellus Reagans, how was your trip to the movie? So, yeah, my love for Indiana Jones you know, started uh, when I was a kid, obviously. My parents uh, took me to go see it. And I've only thrown like two really big temper tantrums at a movie theater before, maybe three. Uh, and one of them was my parents dragging me to see some movie about an archaeologist, uh, which I, that looked like an old timey movie. I had no desire to see it whatsoever. But uh, after a while, I did wind up loving the movie. So I think of these movies as like Saturday afternoon thrill right. You know what I mean? It's not a opening night movie. It's not a Sunday afternoon movie. It's specifically Saturday afternoons. So I went to see this movie at the, pr- I wanted to see this new movie at the prime time. Saturday morning, uh, matinee show, just like when I was a kid, just like when my parents took me to go see them. And uh, yeah, it was fine. The, the, I was still able to get seats, even though it was opening weekend. Uh, the people in the theater were very respectful. Popcorn was good. The theater experience was pretty normal for a big summer blockbuster movie. I was surprised and 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 thrilled considering what's happened the past couple of weeks. Awesome. That's good to hear that you had a great experience. Aubrey, how was your theater-going experience? I'm not paying for this shit movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I found it in ways. You, you, the and, internet uh, provided for you? The internet provided for me, and um, I'm g- very glad I show up on the internet. Did it have like weird like Chinese subtitles or ads for betting websites on it? Yeah, every now and then there was a couple of ads, but you know it, it was worth it. Wow! Well, Bet5.com thanks you for your support. Um, <laughs> I went to the movie theaters to go see it, and strangely enough, I ended up going by myself. I had this penciled in as a movie for me and both children to see. And then, you know, as we kept getting closer and closer, I'm trying to figure out the scheduling around when we can go see it. And my daughter's like, hey, you can just go see it without me. Don't worry about it. I don't care. And then my son was like, I don't really care either. I don't want to go see it. It's fine. Because <laughs> they're both young people that have really no nostalgic pull to the franchise. So, right. And, you know, I know the movie's not doing great. Uh, box office wise as we record this and i think that might be part of it there's just no pull there for younger people to want to go see this they they know what it is because of the household they grew up in they still don't have any kind of nostalgic pull towards the movies though they've at least seen some of them or parts of them but they don't they don't even have the kind of nostalgia they have with star wars towards it so i was left to go alone and i decided i'm just gonna go We went out uh, Saturday night to my in-laws for dinner and we got home. I took a nap and I set my alarm and I got up and I went to the movies for 10, 10 p.m. Oh, my God. Dude, this is a two and a half hour movie. (laughs) I know. And I sat down and I was excited because there was new commercials uh, with Maria Menounos. So we had new stuff on Nuvi. I don't know if you got that, Mark. I don't remember. (laughs) I don't don't remember. (laughs) She's asking some TikTok guy questions about sports movies. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, I, my my mind just completely blanked out at that part. I didn't even care. <laughs> well, I was excited because I, I was always happy to see Maria Menounos and new stuff is good. So, you know, just sat down. There was literally like three people other than me in the theater on a Saturday night opening weekend. Wow. <laughs> 
there was literally no one there. I watched the movie. I left. And when I left, it was like almost after one in the morning. <laughs> I had to stop and get gas on the way home. And I got home at almost 2 a.m. So <laughs> it was wild. But yeah, that, I mean, nothing too crazy to report other than the time. So cool. Now that we've kind of established our fandom of the franchise, our movie going experience, let's talk about this actual movie, The Return of Indiana Jones after... <laughs> What, 15 years, Mark? I think so. 15, 16 years or so. Something like that. The last time we saw Indy was Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. He's back in the Dial of Destiny. Non-spoiler. Marcellus Reagans, what did you think of this movie? Uh, You know, I have conflicting feelings about this movie. It does all of the things you want out of an Indiana Jones movie. There's the chases. There's the the spectacle. The punching Nazis. Like, it has all of the Indiana Jones ingredients. But for some reason, I could not connect to this movie. So, I don't know. It, it, I'm really conflicted about it. It's It does what it should do. But for some reason, I am not connected to the story. And it's... I want to... I don't want to think this because I'm older. Because I'm older and Indy's older. I would think I would be able to identify a little bit more. But I don't know. The, it's like... A chef with a recipe where you, you've had the cake before and it's delicious. And then another chef bakes the cake and it, it's the same ingredients, but it's just not as good. So I don't know. It, it's it's like mediocre feeling about the movie. All right. Um, I'm scared. But Aubrey, what did you think about the movie? Non-spoiler. I hated every second of this movie. Wow. <laughs> Can you elaborate without going into spoilers? It's just, it's, uh, it's so boring. (laughs) And I don't give a fuck about anything in this movie. And, And I'm sure that part of that is my age. I know I've watched some Indiana Jones when I was younger. I don't remember any of it. But man, I just, I hated it. It was so boring, so boring. And it didn't make any sense, especially if you've never seen any of the ones previous. You can't just go into this and care. Wow. Okay. All right. This is not looking good for Harrison Ford, guys. It's not looking good. So I have a pretty controversial take on this movie. Uh, I think uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is a better movie than that. Oh, damn. I have been wrestling with what the hell to say on this podcast since I walked out of the movie theater and well, it was technically Sunday, but at one o'clock in the morning uh, (laughs) after seeing the movie and and I, I, I usually am able to, even if I'm grappling with my thoughts, I'm usually able to get everything organized and what I feel and how I want to come at it by the time we record on Monday which we're doing right now. And I'm still kind of all over the place with my feelings about this mm-hmm. movie. Um, there's good parts and bad parts and it's just, it's just missing something. And I can go into that in spoilers. I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to say it's bad because it's not bad. This is not a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination. It's just not great. And I, I felt like, especially coming off the, backlash if you want to call it or response to the last movie that they weren't going to make this unless they could absolutely knock it out of the park 
And I don't feel like they did that. And I think there's a lot of issues here, whether it's script or direction or story choices or casting. There's just there's so many weird choices in this movie. And it just it just doesn't really work. And I just I think Crystal Skull is a better movie. I think the first half of Crystal Skull is better than the entirety of this movie. I think Uh, once it kind of gets into a little bit too much nonsense with uh, at the end of that one, that's not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination. It's not not a perfect movie. It's not a bad movie either. But I think that one feels more like an Indiana Jones movie than this one does. And this one just kind of feels very rote and blah. Like That was my feeling when it ended. It was just blah. So... Just wasn't a huge fan. But now you kind of got an idea of what we all thought, and we're kind of in the same place, but still a little bit all over the place. So if you haven't seen it yet, now's the time to dip. The rest of you stick around. We are going to spoil Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Uh, I've got some spoilers. One clear spoiler. Here's a spoiler. You will die alone. All right. Aubrey Litchfield, was there anything that you liked about this movie? No. (laughs) Not a single thing. You can't pull a single thing out that you liked about this movie. I liked uh, seeing the hippies parading. What about um, Short Round from Wish.com's Unibrow? No. Okay. Um, that's all I got. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving along. Marcellus Reagan's uh, things you liked about this movie. Yes, there's actually a few things that I liked about this movie. One of the things that I was worried about was not at the not at Lucasfilm is owned by Disney. All of the other Indiana Jones movies were all um, distributed by Paramount, and they do a really cool thing at the beginning of each movie is they'll have the Paramount logo. And then the mountain peak in the Paramount logo would dissolve into a peak inside of the movie, right? And it's just a cute little thing that, you know, it's part of my childhood and I enjoyed it. And I'm like, oh, man, if Disney's doing this movie, how are we going to get the the peak, the Paramount peak in there? Uh, and they don't do it, but they do a really cool Lucasfilm match to inside of the movie. So I'm, I was very glad that they were aware of that kind of past tradition and found a way to incorporate it into the new movie. So that was great. I thought it was I thought it was whack that they didn't <laughs> do the same thing with the mountain. I'm sorry. Well, they they can't. Paramount is not the owner now, so they can't. They can. It doesn't Paramount matter. isn't distributing. Distributing. They could have do, done something. No, nah, this is a Disney movie, not a Paramount movie. Paramount had their shot. They're they're done. That I mean they still gave them credit. It still said Paramount Pictures, and it still had the old school Raiders of the Lost Ark typeface. So that was cool. You know, it gave. They, a little tribute to him that's good that's good enough so the beginning of this movie the first 20 minutes of this movie was so much fun this was like another Raiders of the Lost Ark type of movie you know it had the quips it had the fun set pieces Nazis getting destroyed in unique ways it was a little CG heavy which is the thing that really took me out of it like a lot of CG in that in that sequence Uh, but I enjoyed it I enjoyed you know we get the dissolve into the movie we get the the Indiana Jones theme, we get them back in the hat with the whip, and there's some daring dudes, and I'm like, yes, I am all in. So I loved the first 20 minutes of this movie, loved it. The bad guy, uh, his motivation, uh, played by Mads Mikkelsen, uh, his motivation to travel back in time and take Hitler out and 
do all of the, and get it right this time or do all of the things correct that Hitler screwed up on. I thought that was pretty ballsy. And I kind of, I kind of, um, I thought that was unique. And I was kind of like, wow, this is a, a really intense take on the bad guy for an Indiana Jones movie. So uh, I thought that was actually really cool. And I thought he did a really good job. The part of where he's in a, the hotel and he's giving shit to the porter who's there like delivering food. And he's like, yeah, so and there's a black guy and he's like, yeah, so you served in a war. You know, do you feel like you won? You know, how you're enjoying your victory? You know, and he's like really just just like has the dagger into this guy and just twisted it, trying to make him feel like shit. It's a it's a crappy scene, but it's a really good indicator of just how evil this Nazi dude is. So I thought it was a really well-written scene. And it was like, oh, I cannot wait to see his face melt at the end of this movie. Because I, I, I thought, knew that was happening. I liked the cameo at the end of it, which I thought was cool. Uh, with Marion coming back. Spoilers. Um, I thought the the reason why Shia LaBeouf wasn't in the movie kind of made sense. It, well, it made sense enough during the scene. Because it gave Harrison Ford a really good a really good dramatic scene to play off of. It was a really intense scene that, that I really enjoyed. And the score, the John Williams score, uh, I thought it was absolutely amazing. It wasn't, it, it fit in a story and it like, that's the part that pulled me in. The characters in the story is kind of like, eh, that John Williams score that pulled me in all the time. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much it. All right. Well, things I liked about the movie. I liked the opening part where he was de-aged. Right. I was wondering, I guess probably now we know is probably cost prohibitive, but why didn't they just do that for the whole movie? <laughs> you could have just had an adventure set in those times with uh, Harrison Ford uh, de-aged CG the entire time. I don't know if that would have worked or not, but um, I, I thought that part was pretty enjoyable. It was a little ridiculous at times with the anti-aircraft gun that automatically shoots back through the train <laughs> and kills everybody. I mean, but that's kind of what the franchise is, was right. that kind of fun and goofiness. So I, I, I liked that part for the most part. And I thought they did a pretty decent job with him uh, being 80 years old and whatever he can possibly do for stunts and action without making it ridiculous. I, I agree with you, Mark. Mads Mikkelsen was was a pretty awesome villain. Um, they did a good job of making you want to see him get his comeuppance. And his plan was stupid, but it wasn't so stupid that you were like, oh, that's dumb. Like, you're <laughs> like, OK, I can understand why this awful guy wants to do this awful thing. So I think it was a pretty decent uh, job as a villain and the writing on the villain. And uh, yeah, that's about it for me. <laughs> Aubrey Litchfield, what about things you did not like about this movie? Um, the movie was boring, <laughs> first of all. Second of all, the CG looked bad to me. I, I, I couldn't tell. Like the, the scenery looked beautiful, but everything else was just stupid. Um, he gets shot in the hand at one point in the beginning. It just carries on as if that didn't happen. Uh, I don't like his banter between his goddaughter. I hated, hated every line that they had between them. Every interaction, dialogue. I hated their dialogue. I hated her dialogue. I hated her. I thought that she was really boring. And I hated the, uh, there's like this one line when they're at the auction 
I'm her godfather. It reminded me of something my dad would say. And so deep down inside, I cringed with douche. Like there's just <laughs> so much amount of douchebaggery in that line. Oh, God. It's like my dad. I just wanted to die. And uh, it, I don't understand the whole premise of Indiana Jones. He's going and getting these treasures to defend the Nazis in every movie. Like, why are the Nazis going after these relics? Why is this a thing? I hate it. I don't I don't like the whole idea of Indiana Jones. I don't like the whole idea of what he's doing. I didn't like any of the dialogue in this movie. I honestly I fell asleep with a half hour left. It's boring. I woke up and there he's like Fighting some Spartans. What's up with that? <laughs> Fucking movie. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mark Ellis Rigg. Oh, my God. Um, you know, Aubrey isn't wrong. <laughs> I, just to, I just wanted to state that. Uh, all right. So things that I didn't like about it. Um, again, like I, I said before, it has all of the ingredients of a Indiana Jones movie. It has the, the things that you want. But. It felt uninspired for some reason. Like, I, I just couldn't get behind it. You know what this reminds me of? And you reminded me of this, Joey, as you were talking about the beginning of it before the spoilers. This feels like Ryan Johnson's Star Wars movie. It's like The Last Jedi. Like, it has space battles and lightsaber fights. And, you know, it has the things that are in Star Wars. But for some reason, it doesn't feel connected or it doesn't feel like it doesn't have like the same type of, uh, you know, je ne sais quoi as the other movies. It's just like they took the ingredients and threw it at the wall, made like an artistic choice and thought it was for the better. But they kind of got rid of all of the stuff that made the other movies fun. Um, so that's what this movie kind of reminds me of. Uh, when I watch these movies, even as a little kid, I immediately want to place myself in Indy's shoes. I want to be on the adventure with him. Um, and I didn't feel that at all in this movie at all. He, like, he's just this grumpy guy and he doesn't, you know, why is he holding on to this half of this incredibly priceless, amazing artifact? Like, he's the guy that's like, he belongs in a museum, but yet he's keeping it in a drawer at his college that for some reason just didn't, if it didn't feel right to me. Um, Indiana Jones. Allegedly, he doesn't believe it works, but he also didn't give it away in case it worked. <laughs> okay. So we're just going to hold right. on to it forever. Really good writing. <laughs> um, Indiana Jones movies are fun. You know, there's aspects of fun to them. And I don't feel like this one had that fun. There's a lot of cold-blooded murders in this movie. And, you know, say what you will, watching like someone get their heart ripped out <laughs> over a lava pit or, you know, a Nazi getting his face melted because he looked into the Ark of the Covenant. Like those that seem like you can put that in a story because it feels part of the magical part of the story. It feels like part of the the whimsical aspects of the story. People just innocent people just getting shot in cold blood just felt cruel and mean. <laughs> and it just took me out of the movie. Like this isn't fun Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones. This is kind of evil. And then the other thing, like every Indiana Jones movie has that third act thing where it's completely ridiculous, just like, like unbelievable. And either you buy into it or you don't. Uh, and it's your connection to the characters. If you're with Indy as he's running through the desert on a horse and a car and a Jeep and all of that stuff, 
you will buy into the craziness because you're you're in the story. You're in the story with them. I wasn't connected to any of the characters in this movie. So by the time it got to that third act craziness, I was like, what is happening? <laughs> like, what am I watching here? You know, there is a lot of really cool themes in here, but I don't think it all gels together for a quote unquote Indiana Jones movie. This doesn't make me want to put on a fedora or buy an action figure or or do any of that stuff. It's just kind of eh. So that's what I didn't like about it. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to, you know, go back to what I said originally in that I think Crystal Skull is a better movie than this. And that's a pretty uh, loaded statement. And I know some <laughs> people are going to automatically go, oh, no. Ugh. But I got to tell you, like, I, the first thing I noticed in this movie, almost within, I don't know, like 10 minutes of it starting was, man, I miss Steven Spielberg. <laughs> right? Like, it's so obvious that this isn't a Spielberg movie. It just doesn't look or feel anything like it. I guess it's not supposed to, but Spielberg understands this language. He's good at it. He's good at it, good enough to even Crystal Skull isn't that bad. Well, it's hard to, to be like a dick about it and be like, hey, James Mangold, I know you're not one of the greatest directors of all time. Sorry. Uh, but at the same time, like it just doesn't have the right. It doesn't feel like it has the right vibe like at all. Like everything just feels off like everything feels off like in the direction and the way things are blocked and shot and cameras and every it just feels off and i can't describe it to you other than like even just a scene like mutt williams and han solo start a brawl in the biker bar or whatever in yeah. the crystal school i have not watched that movie since i saw it in the movie theater so <laughs> but i mean you know something like that like that kind of like whimsical like what these movies were based on were uh, adventure serials. Like it doesn't have that vibe of an adventure serial. Yeah. Like you can do that with an 80 year old Harrison Ford. You can have, I don't know what the script would be. I'm not a script writer, but you can have one last ride with Indy without it feeling like this. I just, it just, it just didn't have the right vibe. And he's a, you know, divorced and he's a broken old man. And he is, son died and like this is all depressing ass shit like i don't what is this you know like this is not the ending i want for the character this is not where i wanted him to end up especially after the end of crystal skull like say what you want again defend crystal skull again but that was a pretty perfect ending for indy you know he walked off into the sunset with his girlfriend who's now his wife and his son all together happy there's the hint of maybe another adventure for one of them down the line but that was it. Everybody walked off into the sunset. Thank you. Good night. This is like, oh, but you know, it's, you know how you were happy at the end of that movie? Well, actually, uh, <laughs> he's an old crotchety man who lives alone in a dirty apartment and every doesn't hates everyone at work and he uh, hates his neighbors and he's divorced and his son's dead. Uh, and, and I don't want to sound like a bad YouTuber, but I really didn't like uh, Phoebe Waller Bridges as Wombat in this. Sure. It has nothing to do with her or even the idea of there being a female character in the movie. It's just her character sucked. (laughs) (laughs) The first time we meet her, she tricks Indiana Jones to get half the dial and she locked him in the room with the people that were trying to kill them. Right. Okay. And then we see her again. She's selling the dial in Morocco Yep. and she's not a likable person there either. I never felt. Like there was a time throughout the movie where there was a turn 
it wasn't written well enough where there was a turn where she is now someone I'm like, okay, she's on the good guy's side. I can cheer for this character now. <laughs> right. I don't even know, like, you know, at the end of the movie, did you know, he has the dial in his apartment. Um, you know, maybe she'd come back and take it later and try to sell it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, I didn't like the character at all. I just, I didn't think she worked her, uh, low budget short round kid. I didn't think was great either. He's learning how to fly on, a bar with like cups and then he can automatically fly an airplane at the end of the movie into a time rift. <laughs> right. <laughs> and land. Um, Actually, not take that back. There was a pilot that was fell asleep in the backseat. Yeah. That guy so. took over. So he really just got it up <laughs> off the ground. The other right. guy kind of took over, yeah. but um, yeah, that was, that was a little much. And, and it's just a lot to ask. You know what I mean? Like they should have known better and to have that character in the movie. Cause no matter how good that character was, he was going to be compared to short round and he was always going to come up short. Yeah. yeah. Did it. Just no need, no need for him to be in the movie. Um, what the, I don't, there was some plot line where she was like, uh, she was married to some guy or engaged to some guy. And now he's yeah, chasing them with engaged. like 50 people and people are like dying. Like, I'm sure he was mad. They broke up, but did he need to like kill like 13 of his men over it? Like, <laughs> and the other thing is, is the majority of the action sequences are chases. Like, yeah, Indiana Jones is about chases. There's great chase scenes in these movies, but that's not every single chase scene. <laughs> not every single action scene is not a chase scene in all these movies, right? And I guess, you know, you have an 80-year-old Harrison Ford. I mean, what more can he do than ride in a car or ride on a horse? Uh, but, my God, they couldn't come up with anything else. It was chase scene, chase scene, chase scene, chase scene, chase scene, chase scene. Walk through a cave. Oh, there's bugs in the cave. Right. Why? Because there were in an old movie that, right. that we, you may or may not have seen. Um, chase scene, chase scene, chase scene. <laughs> Even the climax when they're uh, the, the Nazis are flying through the time rift. Uh, they're being chased by someone. Yeah. It's all chase scenes. Like, And they're just shot weird. And they're long. I, again, I miss Steven Spielberg because <laughs> he would have framed these better. Uh, even if it was just all chase scenes. I liked like I said, I liked the uh, de-aged part at the beginning, but it was also almost the entire first act. Almost the entire first act of this movie. It's so long well, is de-aged Indiana Jones back in time. Yeah, I I didn't have a problem with that because it felt like the sequel to Raiders that we never got. You know, like right. It's a couple the closest this ever comes to feeling like an Indiana Jones movie. So. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, how did Mads Mikkelsen survive getting hit in the face with a thing at like 60 miles an hour? Uh, you know, yeah, I was waiting for the scar or I was waiting for some part of uh, him traveling back in time and putting like a pillow on the thing or something. I don't know. It, it didn't make sense, but it was great when it happened. It was awesome when it happened. I mean, it was good when it happened, but like all he had was like a tiny scar on his forehead. <laughs> he got, his face would have got rearranged. He would have crushed every bone in his skull um, doing that. So, yeah, that was a little much. But I mean... It just that's that's what the movie is. It just doesn't feel right. It just feels off. It feels like an AI wrote the script or something. You know when an AI makes pictures and you like see them and they look right, but then you start to notice they're just not quite right. That's this movie. <laughs> I didn't like the ending very much. Um, I think I don't know how you guys feel about this, but part of one of the things I didn't like about Crystal Skull and there's a lot there's definitely a lot to not like about that movie. Well, there is stuff to like was the I don't want to say Marvel, but like, cause I don't even think Marvel was a thing really at that point, but the like continuity, like it brought continuity into these movies, right? Like to me, Indiana Jones should always be Indiana Jones and the blah, 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 blah. 
Right. And it's just another adventure. And you know what? The next one you go to, he's going to have a completely different girlfriend. There might be different supporting cast. <laughs> like It's just different adventures he had as an archaeologist. And then Crystal Skull kind of introduced like, oh, well, Marion's back and they had a kid and blah, 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 blah. So now we have to deal with all that in this movie. Still, it's I don't like that. I, that's not what this franchise is to me. It should be what the first three were, which were standalone adventures <laughs> that he had. So, I think it started to creep in a little bit in Last Crusade, but I think um, it's it's not what I envision of this franchise. So to see it again and again now in two movies is a little much. So you're okay with a world where just Marion and Short Round and Willie just disappear with no oh, I mean, they're like friends from work, right? You know, you have people you work with at a job and, and they're awesome and you see them almost all the time and you guys are friends and blah, blah, blah. But then you get a job somewhere else and over time you guys kind of fall fall off and, you know, they're still out there. There's nothing but good times, having good memories, but you don't see them every day. <laughs> I guess so. I, don't know I just I, like the idea of it being like just different adventures that he had. That's all. And then I don't know. That's that's more of an overarching thing for the whole series. But yeah, to me, this movie feels off. I mean, I liked the score, Mark, but even the score wasn't memorable. The most memorable parts of the score were motifs from other movies. Yes. Was there, but it set was there the a specific mood. theme from Dial of <laughs> Destiny that you're like, oh, I can't wait to buy that album? Uh, no, there wasn't. I don't listen to the score as a... I'm going to listen to this song over and over again. I listen to it during a movie to see how it enhances the scene. And for me, that score does place me. I feel like I'm in an Indiana Jones movie, even if visually what I'm looking at doesn't feel like it. Sonically, it feels like I'm there. So, you know, I really enjoyed all of the score throughout the whole the whole movie. Well, I will say that I did see it or notice it while I was watching it, and I, I did appreciate that it was there. I think the last few movies we've watched have not really had that. I think it's been a while since anything we've watched has had that to it. So uh, it definitely felt nice to have it back in a movie. But, yeah, it's just it just doesn't work for me. It just does not work for me. So I guess really the only thing left to do is to give it a score zero to five with five being the best zero being the worst. I'm really scared to ask, but Aubrey Litchfield, what did you think of a rating for Indiana Jones and the dial of destiny? Give it a zero. Definitely (laughs) top five worst movies I've watched this year. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Marcellus Reagan's. Uh, God, I love you, Aubrey. You're, you're the best. You're the best. Um, yeah, this is tough, man, because again, it has it has all of the ingredients, but it just doesn't work for me personally. Um, so I'm going to have to give it a two and a half. All right, that's a fair score. A little better than a zero. <laughs> uh, you know, I agree with Mark. I think that I think that this could run the gamut of scores from people from zero, like Aubrey, all the way up to five, depending on you and some of your circumstances, but uh, I think that it's a, it's a two out of five for me. And I, I think this is the worst of the five. Honestly, I do. I think that's a controversial opinion, but it's the truth. Mark Ellis, is this, where does this rank for you? To be honest, I have to watch it again. There's a lot of really cool storytelling themes that are in the movie that, you know, as I was thinking about it afterwards, I'm like, okay, yeah, that kind of fits. That kind of fits. So I, I need to watch it again, but I also need to watch Kingdom of the Crystal Skull again. Because mm-hmm. I, I will say Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, like I know it got a lot of shit and, and, you know, probably deservedly so. But there's 
one scene where Indiana Jones like uses his whip on like a banister and he swings across the room and he kicks a Russian guy into a giant window and it's all practical and it's all done in one take. And I'm like, that's fun. Like that's the Indiana Jones that I want. That's Spielberg just doing a cool action set piece. He he used his whip maybe once in this entire movie. He used it a couple of times. He, I, he, he, I certainly didn't have anything memorable <laughs> he did with it. So, yeah, again, because of his age, there isn't really a lot that he can do. But I, you know, I have to watch it again. It, You might be right, dude. I, I Like, I didn't want to be like, I didn't want to agree with you right away. But, yeah, when I think about Crystal Skull and I think about this movie, I have a lot more fond memories of a good time thinking about Crystal Skull. Well, there you go. Aubrey, I'm not even going to ask you where this ranks. In <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. That's our review of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Maybe we got it right. Maybe we got it wrong. Hit us up on social media and let us know what you think. And now we are going to wrap it up before we tap it up. We're going to get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey Litchfield, what do you got? I have been watching the new season of Hoarders on Netflix. Um I don't. I don't really do much. I I normally just work and I keep Netflix on on the side. So I've been I've been doing that. Uh, so I guess that's all I have to recommend. Awesome. I've loved that show in the past. Uh, Markellis Reagans, what about you? Uh, yeah, I have not been watching anything at all. Uh, I will say, you know, just watch if you have Disney Plus. Just watch some of the old Indiana Jones movies. Uh, the young Indiana Jones Chronicles are in there too, and Harrison Ford does play Indiana Jones in one episode. I'm not going to give away what happens in the episode. I'll let you discover that on your own. But if you want to watch another Indiana Jones adventure that you might not have seen, uh, check out, I want to say it's season two, episode one of the young Indiana Jones Chronicles. All right. Well, I will suggest you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Links to all our YouTube and Patreon content as well at SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out the aforementioned YouTube channel. There's hours of free exclusive content there. Adam just dropped a new review of Season 4 of Jack Ryan on Prime Video, so check that out. And, of course, our Patreon, where you can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive content as well. Uh, my recommendation, Indiana Jones-wise, is to uh, somehow, I'm sure the internet will provide, you could go back and play the classic PC game, Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. It's a point-and-click adventure from Lucasfilm Games from the early 90s, and it is absolutely fantastic uh, on par with the first three movies storyline-wise. Cannot suggest that more than anything else. Indiana Jones has come out since 1993. Was that when Last Crusade came out? 93? Uh, 89. Is 89. Since yep. 1989. There you go. <laughs> that's, a, that's, uh, that's the best thing they've made since 1989. So check out Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. And maybe you want to go onto YouTube and uh, watch a movie <laughs> from a great director, Neil Breen, called Fateful Findings. Because my friends... That is what we will be reviewing next week on the podcast with our special guest, Nick, from the live stream for The Cure. Thanks to everybody's donations. During our segment, we crushed our goal. We raised well over $1,000. I think we ended up around fifteen or $1,600 for the hour. And uh, as part of our agreement, we said we would watch a Neil Breen movie. So Nick will be joining us to review Fateful Findings, which is free 
on YouTube. You can check it out. It's one of the worst movies ever made in an, a, the best possible way. I'm sure Mark and Aubrey are excited. Oh, my God. I know after Indiana Jones, I'm sure Aubrey is super excited for this one. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I can't wait to hear you guys' reactions. So that's going to do it for episode number 465 of the So Wizard podcast. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Bum, ba-dum, bum, 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 bum. And the expert, Mr. Mark Markellis Rake. Everybody have yourself a great week and Wakanda forever. All right, guys, come on back next week as we review Fateful Findings with Nick from the live stream for The Cure. Other than that, we'll see you soon. Good journey.